You look good. Thanks, man. I've been taking full advantage of the virus. What? What? <laughs> Sorry. All right. I'll disrobe. No, dude, I have a um, a really crazy um, mask like that's like made of plastic and different materials that lasts like four months or something like that. Yeah, I have this Scorpion Mortal Kombat X bandana that I ordered online. Just for yeah. The- oh, yeah. I sink it up to the eyes sometimes and put it over my eyes and walk around with like giant eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Just like actually being a murderer. Yeah. I was, uh, cause like I'm the housewife and I do grocery shopping and shit. And I was, uh, I was the only person in the entire grocery store without a mask and gloves on yesterday. And then I think that's when it finally hit me. I was like, Holy fuck. This shit's insane. Because I, the, yeah, once, for once in my life, I felt like, should, am I being a dick right now for like not wearing a mask? You know, I don't think coronavirus is real. I, think, I don't think it is either. I think that they're just they want everyone inside so they can change the batteries on the birds. Do you know that I'm actually <laughs> David Ike? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you're actually David Ike? Yeah, you know I wrote those books. Fuck that guy. Honestly, he's just—he's just this old dude that I pay to go on podcasts (laughs) and stuff and talk about stuff for me because I don't have time. For years, I—it's me. I'm David Ike. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I don't—I don't care. I don't—I don't care. I know that's so. You're right. Like there is the potential that by not caring, you're being a dick and you're like harming the elderly or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I felt, but I still don't care like either way whether yeah it's and i <clears throat> i really do feel like fear is the virus that's going around right now and that's very easy to say you look wonderful by the way you too man yeah this Been is fun. My, you look good you always look good i uh i got fat no you didn't i can't i mean i can't see your nipples but i mean i'm fucking I'm a little, I'm a little swole right now, dude. Um, Been on my quarantine physique, dog. Check it out. Got a yeah. tattoo. <laughs> you, got, you got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see my tattoo? I got, I got a sick tat. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't get fat, but I definitely lost like my, my shreddiness in quarantine. Started eating a lot of candy. That's not a good thing. Yeah, that's terrible. Why are you eating candy? Remember the last time we talked? I was like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna do carnivore. Yeah, I remember that, and you did. <laughs> didn't happen did you try it i did i did um i don't think i gave it a full go because this is what happened um the quarantine started and i had all of this meat and i was like i'm going to save all of my meat in case martial law is declared truth and um i did the math that i could eat one carnivore meal every 48 hours and last over a month without going to the store. And what so would that meal consist of? Just like a thousand calories of meat, basically. Nope. I would not, I wouldn't be eating, I wouldn't be feeling good, but I'd survive. You nice. Know? Yeah, you would be. A so that was like, <clears throat> that was my rationale. And I was like, just kind of seeing what the fuck happened. So in the meantime, we still went to Whole Foods and, you know, they got organic fucking candy in there you know vegan Which makes it good for you yeah oh yeah yeah no vegan organic candy like you you know you know how it is 
I do know how it is. I've yeah. been eating, I've been, I've been on, uh, yeah, just eating a balanced diet. I've been eating like one or two meals a day. I've been doing like hardcore intermittent fasting. I feel like that's good for your immune system right now. And yeah. it makes sense. Like, especially if you're sitting home, like you shouldn't be like stuffing your fat fucking face. That's, Ooh, yeah. that's what I was doing. I was basically eating just fucking ice cream and meat. And yeah, that was it. Well, you don't look like it, so I'm glad. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, How's your tribe down there doing? This is like the first time we've really, really talked for like more than a little bit. So yeah, yeah. We need to to catch up. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool in here. Um, The house is interesting. It's like becoming a person. Are you you sick of it because you're stuck in there? Yeah, it like has a heartbeat. You like spend enough time in it, and you're like, "Oh, this thing's alive," and uh, you start to like hear it. It's really odd. I don't know how to describe it, but like, it's I the dude I hid in your floorboard the last time I was there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's actually the thing. It's, it's his heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I'm definitely learning a lot about myself, and that's good. Um. But I think that the eating really shittily was a fear response to kind of like dampen my senses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're full of like sugar, you're not really thinking super clearly, you know? Like you're drunk or on some sort of other drug. Dude, it, like, it felt like I was getting drunk every night and then waking up hungover the next morning. That's exactly what it felt like. It's true. And yeah, so not doing that has been really huge. Um, and yeah, last night I, uh, I don't really smoke weed often ever, but I decided to get like so high last Oops. night. I like it. And, uh, it went wonderfully. I had, um, I had like a revelation about what I want to do right now. Like what is the thing that basically, hold on one second. <clears throat> Wes, go take care of his dog. Tell the dog I said, hey. Come on, Mike. Come on. Little, little black demon. Yeah, he's a, he's trying his best. He's not a demon because he's black. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> he's not a demon because he's black. Yeah. Yeah, well. In fact, I like him more because he's black. You, except he looks more like a demon because he has orange eyes and for the color of the night, you know, so. He's named after Led Zeppelin, which is dope. Yeah, and his birthday is on 6-6-16. Close enough. Yeah, so, but anyway. um, Talk to me. Yeah, basically, man, I, like, had this revelation about, like, what is the thing that combines all of my passions into basically a potential career path? Like, I don't really know what it looks like, but if I, it really... It really, I feel like it's a, f- a fact of our society that if you find, if you, it's called like the Da Vinci effect. It's like the reason why Da Vinci was dope was because he got good at like combining, he made like Venn diagrams out of the things he was interested in, where like he combined art with science by making these really beautiful scientific diagrams that were not only these like, spiritual pieces but they were also like scientifically accurate so that's why they were so profound because it wasn't just like a drawing that like described something 
it was like a drawing that had all of this intention in it and all of these like facts in it, you know, like it was symbolic and informative at the same time. Um, Blueprint. Yeah. Like it had, it had like depth It had that thing about it. And so basically every person has their own Da Vinci, like where their Venn diagram of interests intersects. So for you, it's you, you're a living example of it. Look at behind you. I'm immersed in it right now i haven't left this room but that's why right death comes lifting is just you're it's attracting people in this way because it's that thing like it doesn't you don't there's no there's no marketing strategy or like no boardroom meeting that you could do to come up with what you came up with do you know what i mean you're basically saying i'm leonardo da vinci yeah oh yeah yeah. what else what uh what else did you think i meant by that that was exactly what it should be yeah that's the only thing thing that matters (laughs) yeah no i understand what you're saying and that that's the truth you need to make your interests intersect with your life your career your you know you shouldn't be like hey here's these things i really like but i do this for everything else I feel like that's, that's what I've been feeling, man. Like, even though I'm free and I'm like running my own business again and doing it, I'm just like, fuck, this isn't the thing. It's not a thing. Running your own business? Yeah. I got, I got yeah. fired from on it. You got fired from on it? Yeah. Didn't I tell you about that? Yeah, dude, we haven't talked about goddamn anything. <laughs> or, <laughs> Before I get on that tangent. Um, Book, bookmark. Just bookmark change. the getting fired from on it thing. Sick. Um, yeah, it was dope. Did you bang Aubrey's wife or or girlfriend or something? And what did you say? Did you bang Aubrey's like girlfriend or or no. something? Is that I, what happened? I wish that that's what I did to make this all happen. That like that was the. I just need to know whether that was yes or no, so you can go on that we can talk. Yeah, about no, that I later. didn't. Okay, but basically, I feel that I have finally found for now what my da Vinci effect is like what it could be in the world and it's combining like music and video and philosophy and speaking and like it's basically every creative thing that I'm interested in combined into one medium and once I had that moment I was like oh fuck like this is what I've been avoiding by eating ice cream and watching stupid movies every night. Like this is the thing that I've been like, no, it's too much. Cause once I felt it last night, I felt my chest start to stretch. Like I felt my body start to like rip almost like energetically. You were giving birth to the alien. Yeah, in a way. And like, but it was like my being was like making more room for this next iteration of Let's me. Let's go. Let's do and it. Was, it was fucking dope. It was kind of. I'm into it. Yeah, it was. Uh, what's that movie where like the thing like and like sheds the skin of the? Well, in Alien Three, it, it does be anything. It I'm does the thinking. dog in Alien Three. You are the thing from Alien Resurrection. That like Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the worst movie monster of all time. <laughs> I, it, it's nice though. It reminds me of you. It's cool. It's it's yeah, a, and then it, it just gets hearted. Sucked out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> he means well yeah he does mean well but like he gets his asshole sucked out of himself through a window i haven't seen that movie in like 10 years so maybe we should just keep it that way 
<laughs> you want to come to Texas and watch that with us? You guys, you want to fly to Texas to watch Alien Resurrection? Yes. The answer is yes, I do. I have it. It's right fucking there. It's I have right it there. On, dude, a, a meme that has become, since we've watched so many movies in the house over the past couple months, is me saying, I have it on Blu-ray. Like, <laughs> like, we should watch There Will Be Blood. I'm like, let's do it. I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> you do. Yeah. And then someone was about to... I think it was Eric. He was about to hit start on a uh, on something. I want to say it was three hundred, and I was like, "Hold on, just wait, just wait a second. And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "You're you're not gonna like this, but I have it on Blu-ray. Don't hit, don't hit start yet, even though it's free on Netflix or Prime or whatever. I have it. It's it's worth it to take the extra steps to put in the Blu-ray." Here's the thing. I agree. I feel like no the popular opinion is it's better if it's on streaming than if you have it on blu-ray like what is it why do we get excited if like a movie's on tv or like shutter just added the entire friday the 13th series but like i have all that shit but i will still watch it on shutter you know what i mean why yeah i don't know about that is it because i don't want to press open like open the same thing happened to me when i was 16 uh i got one of those fios those verizon fios cable boxes in my room at my mom's house and Skin all i had connected would you say skinamax all day yeah no uh, by that point i had a smartphone so i didn't need to shit you know I'm why, why i want skinamax in your room while you weren't there is what i meant oh i mean that's cool <laughs> yeah just so you know didn't you in total, this is, we're on like nine different, like they we're- They can't keep up with us. They don't know. <laughs> we were over here and now we're way over here. You're right. But, dude, hold on. And you want to just even take that a step further? Yeah. David Ike's hand. What the fuck is going on with that? Like- You mean my hand? <laughs> <laughs> but he talks like this and he's like, hey. And it's like, he has this claw and yeah. it hits bones are like arranged in a slant and it like it feels like a manifestation of like his mind not working it's too much skinamax yeah he just jerked himself off (laughs) skinamax gave him the coronavirus yeah so if we're gonna wrap up all of these threads please do when i got that cable box um they had District 9 for free included with the thing like on demand in HD mm-hmm. and I felt like it looked close to as good as it did on Blu-ray mm-hmm. but I didn't have a Blu-ray player in my room I had an Xbox 360 and then this TV box and I had District 9 on Blu-ray at my dad's house but I always preferred to watch it on this thing because it like felt more novel. Cause it's yeah. like the Blu-ray was like a given, but this was this new box. And I was like, Oh, well it's in HD and I get it for free. And I literally, I would come home every day after school and watch fucking district nine. Like I just, <laughs> God damn son. I, I don't even movie. do that. I know. But I, because it was like instant, there. like, ah, I got it. And then it was, it was in HD and I just would do it. So I, I get that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got fired from on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to that. So Wyatt, the vegan cowboy formerly of on it 
now maintaining his own business, spiritual as hell. But I want to know what happened with on it. Um, so that's I a very smoothies anymore. Basically. I, no, 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 no. I still got, I still got the discount. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I still got the discount. I still have the membership my, to the gym. My man. Yeah. I still boost, bro. Don't fuck with me. I still get $150 of free shit a month. All right. So you're cool with people there. It wasn't a bad firing or was it a bad firing? No, 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 no. This is me being salacious and dramatic. Okay. Um, what happened was uh, Aubrey stepped down as CEO. I swear to God, we've talked about this, but whatever. I think you're just pretending to not remember so that I have to tell I you. do remember that, but you didn't tell me you got fired. You, like, got moved to a different, like, position, but I didn't – I thought it was, like, with on it. No, 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 no. So okay. his his entire brand got separated from on it as an entity, and that included all of his employees, all of his – books like his payroll his taxes like every business operations part got moved so then all of the employees got let go from um like the health insurance the benefits like everything and they basically gave us the like cafe discount and the boost and the gym membership as a professional courtesy but they took like everything else away all right and it's weird, man. It was like... So where are you right now? Are you, what are you doing? What am I doing right now? Yeah, so I still do a lot of work for Aubrey. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Like if you, if you look on his Instagram, he just put out two videos, one about fit for service and one was an Einstein quote. And I made both of those. And like now I bill him as a contractor. Like I... I charge him the rate that I feel is fair, like that I've charged other clients in the past. Awesome. And, uh, it's cool. You know, it's a good thing. And the um, there's a few other like bigger scale projects that I don't really want to talk about here. Um, yeah, that's good. Sake of secrecy. We'll yeah. Save we'll save it for next time. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll see it. It'll exist. Next Soon? Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole process. I'm it's exciting. I'm glad, man. Yeah, I'm afraid of it because it's big. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I know what you tried to do there. Don't tell me. Don't tell I me. I didn't try to do that. That was a Freudian slip. Ah. Yeah. But um yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey, but I don't I don't think that um um yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you. How's Austin, Texas handling the uh, coronavirus? Is there enough cold brew and kombucha to go around to please everybody? Or, like, what's going on? Uh, no. No. Uh, is there, are they freaking out? South by Southwest is canceled. Do people leave? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's. Are the bats um, staying inside? Are they coming out? What are they doing? <laughs> the, bats, the bats are in everybody's homes now. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> eat them. You can, you yeah, can the, eat city, <laughs> the city of Austin put like 10 to 20 bats in everybody's home <laughs> yeah i heard that's like cultural appropriation or something now you can't be for china you can't, yeah you can't have bats. you can't advertise the bats yeah every sticker that they've tried to make me buy when i was there that had a bat on it you can't sell it anymore fuck yeah, dude so. this amazing meme of uh thanos getting confronted by uh one of the Avengers 
and she's like you people who are, who whose loved ones have died of the coronavirus and she's like you took everything from me and then thanos is some random lady eating a bat <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and he says i don't even know who you are <laughs> oh man <laughs> so, it's so good because it's like it's a fact it's crazy man someone ate a bat i'm glad you're working though i'm glad you're still able to do your thing you know yeah home and try and you know make your income and do do the thing keep it rolling yeah but this dude this thing i'm blessed this combination of all the things that i'm interested in and and i guess naturally gifted at like the things that of course i have a lot of learning and work to do it's not like I don't think anyone's really instantly a master at something, but the stuff that I have like a knack for that I want to get better at, um, all of those things combining into one medium that I want to eventually make a living with. Like if I do that for three hours a day in like four months, who knows what that could look like? Like by, by October in six months from now, from my 26th birthday, what, what does that look like, you know? And I really think that there's something to everybody finding that within themselves because it's basically like a law of the universe that if you find that thing and you work at it enough, you will be successful. It doesn't, you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be super wealthy, but like you will make the living you're meant to make and have the impact on the world that you're meant to have by finding and, and working at that thing. And um, You'll like it. So the way it's going to start is with a, a YouTube channel. And guess what I named it? It's a, it's a Nine Inch Nails song. Your YouTube channel is a Nine Inch Nails song, just yeah. like you imagined. Come on, son. Let's yep. go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. It just, I don't know what it was, but it clicked last night. And I was like, holy shit that's what it is like it, it's a uh, because there's there's a lot of youtube channels that i really like that have a name kind of like that like i love, I love it there's, there's the academy of ideas and then there's like stories of old and i felt like just like you imagined fits in that and like ha it has like a what what is this and yeah, that's awesome imagine people saying like oh did you see the just like you imagined video from last week like that it could become a a brand and yes. I love it so my idea is basically to combine the things that I write about the things that I want to speak about the videos that I want to make and the music that I want to make and create original inspiring uh or not even inspiring but just like honest videos that have like original music original writing original quotes like guest appearances from other musicians, other videographers, other speakers, like have, you know, like Adrian or Eric or like people that I know come on and speak. Like if someone writes a fucking poem, then they speak the poem and I create the video and the music and the words and put everything Dude, out. Yes, I want in. Tell yeah, it's, 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 a, it's fun. And it's like, it's really, really fucking cool. Cause like you could make whatever. Honestly. High energy. High energy. I'm yeah. telling you, I've, this has been the most blessed quarantine of my life. This is exactly what I wanted. I've, I I couldn't wait 
I've always been saying as soon as I get a chance to like quit my job or like take a break from the gym that I work at, I'm just going to focus on death comes lifting just full tilt. And I've been working so hard at expanding and starting the YouTube channel. And that's all I'll say right now because I can't reveal any more information because they'll come after me. But yeah. you'll see it very soon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're Did on that same the, the ducks, <clears throat> The ducks at the park. You can take them. The elites don't want you to know this. I have 456 ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So we're, I'm, I feel that heavily. Hell yeah, man. Um, what's like the biggest... So did that thing in Canada get canceled that you were doing? Everything that I had planned got canceled. And I lost a shit ton of money on everything. But I'm happier than I've ever been. Imagine that. Right? Fuck it. You can't... I mean, like, it was like, wasn't even a thing in my head. I was like, okay, well, obviously that's the universe telling me that I wasn't ready for that. So we're on to the next one. We're hunkering down and, you know. Yeah. That goes wrong. What are you supposed to do, man? There's promoters and people that are in so much bigger positions than me that their shit's fucked, like, right now. Like, being in live show promoting, there might not be any big concerts till 2021. Yeah, I read that. I read uh, there's a promoter like uh, like big shows. Uh-huh. Molly Crew's got to give all that money back. They're not doing it, but they they they're gonna have to. It's crazy. It's a oh, fucked up. No. Yeah, it's a it's a. There's no shows happening like anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I have base nectar tickets in June. I'm holding out faith that that's still gonna happen. What size venues base nectar play? 5k people might i'm not sure i mean what the fuck do i know i just go by what i'll be on average yeah i'm sure i'm sure club shows will start up in a couple months but like big ass star lake (laughs) arena (laughs) shit i don't know man first niagara pavilion yeah i don't know it's it's very weird and movie theaters they were talking about amc theaters might go under because they have to have to close all their theaters, which. Yeah, well, if Alamo Draft House goes under, we're fucked. I haven't been to it. What's the last movie you saw in theaters? Nineteen seventeen. Oh, was that the last one? Damn, that was a while ago. What else have I seen in theaters since then? What else has come out since then? When did that even come out? December. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. January, it got a wide release in January. That's when we went. It was right after, right after New Year's, like maybe like the 17th or something like that. I saw it. I think I saw the the last thing I saw was the Black Christmas remake, remake, <laughs> like the second remake of Black Christmas or on on Christmas. That was it. Oh, how did that go for you? I mean, it was about what you would think. It would how it would go. Like a four point three out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, you know, it was all, it was, yeah. <laughs> I took my sisters. It was a good time. We went on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Invisible Man was decent. I heard. I didn't see it, but I heard it was decent. It was a good, uh, like thriller to watch with the people. You know. Yeah, I heard it was cool. Interesting, and there were some parts that like made my skin crawl a little bit. Lee Waddle, I feel like, knows what's up. He fucks, dude. Lee Waddle fucks. Yeah. I like Saw, bro. I saw Saw when it came out. (laughs) I saw when I was a child. Like, I know what's going on. Yeah. 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 
But um, my favorite movie I've seen recently was Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah, bro! That's I watched cool. it twice, two nights in a row. I bought it on Blu-ray, <laughs> straight up. Yep, yep, bought it. Yes, bought it. Yeah, it was twice. really, really good. It's great. Yeah, yeah. and a and lot of the, gone. I was gonna say, in a lot of ways, it might be better than The Shining. In a lot of ways, not like. I don't think as a whole it's better than The Shining. It's very hard to be better than The Shining, but it's like for a sequel, as far as a sequel to The Shining goes, I mean, there, there's nothing you can do better than that. Yeah, and they, what I loved is that they didn't try to do The Shining again. No. Not. They're just like, this is its own thing. Like, it's, you, you, um, a couple people we watched it with have never seen The Shining. Yeah, you can follow it. You don't have to see The Shining. Yeah, you pick up like, oh, they're flashbacks. Like, if it, if The Shining didn't exist, you would understand that those are just flashbacks to his childhood. Right. And because of the flashbacks, then you understand whenever they go to that place later. Yeah, when and, they go back to the Overlook, it's ill. Yeah, dude, I, I had a good, and I really, really fucked with the way, like, spirituality in that world worked. Mm -hmm. Like, that whenever you're powerful, like when you shine, you have a light on and like other people, whether they're good or bad, they can see your light. And I mean, that kind of relates to David Icke in a way. That's how he sees the world that like enlightened people that are becoming enlightened, they have a light on. And the theory is that the reason why it seems that people that are like waking up or trying to be better people or like exploring deeper into um, into the into like reality and what it means to be a human and how you know why are we here and what's the purpose of life and what where does love come from and is there a god like the people that are really into that stuff there seems to be this common thread that they have very like challenging lives and they're aware of it and they experience a lot of resistance as they embark on those paths and i the what people think is the reason why is that there are like entities competing for your livelihood and some of them want you to be afraid and some of them want you to succeed and some of them like want to eat your fear and some of them want to you know eat your love or like vibrate amongst your love and like feed off of it in like a positive constructive building way not a depleting you know giving me all the resources kind of way and that uh that's what happens when you have a a big light is you attract a fuck ton of those things and so it's kind of like a, a mystical way of describing like schizophrenia because like I wish Eric was here to describe it because he knows more like clinically about it. Where's he at? He uh he just went on a walk. Yeah, he's he'll be back soon. Does he not abide by quarantine restriction rules because he's so above just I don't know. I was I was just at the food co-op a little bit ago, so like I don't know. I wasn't wearing a mask. No one knows. I don't know. Yeah, I can't even hear. The idea is basically like you a the human psyche has there's like so many things going on in there and a lot of times it's a, a sealed system so you know which parts of your personality are talking to you at which times and then schizophrenia is like there's a break in that egg and like other shit gets in there 
and you can't differentiate what it is. Oh, I know, man. And so, and so, <laughs> what? Oh, I know. I, you, I, I'm, I'm with it. Do you know about breaking that egg? I, I feel like I'm schizophrenic 90% of the time. So if you're aware of it, there's almost no chance that you're. Stop pissing on my parade, man. What if I want to be schizophrenic? It's nice. It's no, it's nice because I feel like I am sometimes. And then yeah. when you describe it to someone that knows how to diagnose it or like can get close and they're like, yeah, you don't have schizophrenia. It's nice because to you're, you're, you're aware. So that's how that works. I guess. Yeah. I think that you can be aware and still have schizophrenia, but there's basically like very simple questions they can ask to determine like right away whether or not you're schizophrenic or you're just connected to that like infinite unconscious that exists outside of our world. So like Stephen King's model of spirituality in that movie is kind of like what it feels like to be positively schizophrenic. Like yeah. you would, if you were connected to like your spirit guides and they always came through in this really clear voice, like that would, that could be like an entity outside of your realm of consciousness trying to get in touch with you for your prolif pro proliferation and betterment. And then if you had this crazy voice of fear, this like, you're going to die, you suck, everyone hates you, like you're worthless, like that would be the entity that's trying to like eat your fear that is attracted to your light and your power and so um the reason why that's i don't know i lost my i, lost I love my, everything you said it's true it's cool yeah it feels i mean so whether or not the entities actually exist outside of us that is what's happening inside of your mind so say there are no such thing as spirits it's just humans and we've made up everything there is about God and archetypes and entities and all these different things. The human psyche is so vast and infinitely complicated that those things do actually exist inside of you. They do actually exist inside of your mind. The difference is that um, one model, it's all inside of your head in this expanding kind of like bubble within the infinite ocean. And then the other model is like, you are this tiny thing in a soup of entities that are like trying to compete for your energy. And the ones that you get in touch with and make friends with, they, they're the ones that you get, like you start to emulate them in the world, you know? So if you like, there you go. If you, Zuzu, just start fucking chilling. <laughs> like my boy, Captain Howdy. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> Good Friday. It's Good Flexors Friday. Let's get down with the spiritual entities. Yo, dude, it is Friday. It is Good Friday, and that's why it's very important that we do this podcast on Easter Holy Weekend because <laughs> my brother Easter energy. We spent a lot of time Easter, <laughs> Easter together. Dude, speaking of Easter, I have to check this roast I have in the oven. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. You can talk about you're so lame. What do you say? You're making a roast on Good Friday. You're not supposed to eat meat on Good Friday, bro. Pazuzu's going to come in with you. That's fake news. All right. You just lied to me. We'll be uh, back after a short break with the roast. Smells so good. Anyway, if anyone's out there and wondering what they should eat today on Good Friday, 
I say you should eat all the meat you want because Jesus is is as dead as he's ever going to be. You know, it's going to be all right. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to I'm talking to Pazuzu. Everybody that was listening to this podcast at the beginning is now not going to be. Oh, just doing lots of cocaine. Yeah, I took uh, I took some LSD and watched the original Scooby Doo series on Blu-ray the other day, um, like the from the '60s. How did that work out for you? I had an awesome time. Good man, I believe you. Those things are fucking crazy. <laughs> They're all yeah. kind of the same, so it was kind of almost like I was trapped in this like cycle of hell <laughs> in a way. <laughs> yeah it's like the same thing just a new setting and a new villain but like everything that happens like the, the arc of the show is like exactly the same yeah uh, it's it's super entertaining uh, we had a good time okay had some uh you know that's what you have to do when you're an artist man you just kind of have to do, do do things like that too yeah you kind of have to put yourself in the in the the gauntlet it's my quarantine exercise that was my quarantine brain exercise for the day let's see Let's see how I how inventive my exit strategies are if I put myself in these situations, you know. And I usually end up doing a better job than Scooby Doo deals. So <laughs> you were trying to imagine like, hey, what would happen if there was like a dude in a mask chasing me through this old hotel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They make oh. it more complicated than it needs to be, but for the sixties, it got me thinking. I mean, that's pretty dope. They did some pretty cool shit, and I've wa- I watched a lot of Scooby Doo as a kid. I didn't realize it till I like watched it now. You know, it probably had a big impact on me. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like, there's something about the aesthetic of that show that's really fascinating. Like, there's a lot of basically, it's like all of the properties that have just stood the test of time that everybody looks back on and is just like, yes, like yeah. almost universally they there was some like it factor thing about that where like it seems like the creators just like got it yeah do you know what i mean like there's a rick and morty is the only show that i can think of like animated show right now that i think is going to stand the test of time that's like coming out in this moment like currently being created okay i I should say that's new because there's some stuff that's been around forever that's still being made right now, but like, like the Simpsons and shit and like family. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, there's a lot of shows that I, I will see just the way it's animated and how it's portrayed. Mm-hmm. And almost instantly my like classic detector just writes it off. It's like, nah, that's not, it's not that's not, there's nothing substantial there. But then there's certain things that just have that, like they have that, like about they have the thing, man, you need the, the thing. Thought got the reduction of the sauce, you know, and like they fucking, they just win. Same thing with music, same thing with everything, man. It's just like, yeah. it's genuine and you can tell. I mean, I can tell that with music in a second. That's why, uh, you know, a lot, to a lot of people, all the shit I listen to sounds exactly the same, like grindcore, death metal, all that, like there's no difference. Yeah. But like, I can tell when it's coming from the heart, when it's coming from the nuts. I like it when it's, you're just trying to do it, just to do it. Like I can, I can hear that. Like yeah, second. yeah, dude. And I don't know how. It's just from listening to it so much. I think. I don't. Know. Yeah, dude. I feel. I feel the same way. I feel that. I've been getting into a lot of like, really like. I guess 
there's I don't know what genre genre it is, but it's like just really vibey, like creative electronic music. Mm-hmm. Like it has this like feel to it. And I had this moment last night listening to a song where I was I was so high and I was just laying in my bed listening to the song on repeat and basically dreaming about what I wanted my life to look like and like what the this path forward is and the my ears just started to ring. Ooh. My ears ring all the time. <laughs> I just read something the other day about what your ears ringing means like it's some contact with the divine or you have tinnitus you did too many basement punk shows in your day yeah just i dropped the bass way too hard so many times it's happened but anyway dude i was like what 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 (laughs) I, i could decipher like 25 different layers of sounds in this song like the the person it's a two and a half minute song but they put so much attention to detail and there's so much like love and intricacy in the production and i was just like this is a super like simple song like you most people would listen to it and be like cool you know like it's it's fine it's fine you know it's nothing substantial but there was something about the like it had that like thing about it, you know, like that it was it had layers of intention and like mastery. It was it. nurtured, it wasn't contrived. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't manufactured and just like here we That's go. That's why there's one dark side of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you know, cliched of examples that is. That's why people get high and listen to Dark Side of the Moon still. You know. And apparently it's a thing like those, those like listening to Pink Floyd on LP, like when you're barbecued or on LSD or some shit, it, it's a thing that no one really, I feel like everybody does that just kind of like out of like, yeah, I will try it. Right. And then once they do something like that, then they're like, you won't get it until you do it. Like you won't understand until you have this experience because like there's something indescribable about it. You're right. It's I, 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 I was sitting here trying to think of how to describe it. You just can't. Yeah. I mean, that's the experience I had with uh, Parasite, that movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Dude, I saw it on Mushrooms at uh, an Alamo draft house. Jesus. Where it, uh, it's like the best theater of all time. The next time you're here, we will go if it hasn't closed and disappeared completely from the face of the earth. If, if there's flights still, you'd walk. I'll walk to Texas. I'm blind in Texas. I'm walking. Hashtag walking to Texas. Yeah. The walk across Texas. From dusk till dawn. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You walk, dude. You could probably walk here in a day. It wouldn't take long at all. I want to. I want to make like a from dusk till dawn inspired uh, workout video for my brand. When mm-hmm. I'm in Texas, we can mm-hmm. go to the desert and do like some some fucked up shit. How, are you in? Are you in or are you out? Okay. No, done. Hundred percent. When I was on LSD the other day, I uh, I thought about doing that advertisement we talked about. <laughs> yeah, the, the funeral. I feel like it just has to be done. Just like it's, it's inevitable. 
there's stuff there's stuff going on it's it's definitely going to happen soon sooner yeah. than you think uh, yeah. i'd say i'd say pre-june yeah for sure that's what my money's on that being a thing i'm into it i just imagine kyle kingsbury dressed up as the fucking grim reaper from bill and ted just yeah he painted white would like, he do it he oh, dude, he would do it in a fucking heartbeat thank you thank you for that that, yeah. That's gonna be awesome. Him in full Grim Reaper outfit, just showing up at the door with a kettlebell and just doing fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Completely silent, no words whatsoever, just in your living room, and you're like, "What? <laughs> What's yeah. Happening? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's happening. Can't say too much because then they'll know. Yeah, but like, I just, I really, I really want that to be a thing. So it will be. Yeah. Whatever you want will be, my friend. I mean, try try denying that. I'm blessed. We're blessed name, over here. Name like seven cool French. What? Name like seven cool French. I don't know what that means. <laughs> name seven people that are French that are cool. <laughs> oh, fuck. Damn. I don't know that many French people. Oh, fuck. Damn. Oh, t- yo, man. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. <laughs> yo, man. Fuck, man. I don't know. <laughs> people right there yeah no it's two yo man and fuck man <laughs> oh man fuck man yeah bro that <laughs> anyway where are we going what 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 should people be doing right now what do you think well give me some give me some spiritual health advice straight from you what should we, what should people be doing what should i be doing that i'm not doing work on your interpersonal relationships interpersonal relationships you are stuck most likely you are stuck with somebody in the house. Most, I think the most common scenario is that people are quarantined with their partner, their loved one. And right now, I, I have a sense that what's happening is that most people are getting sick of each other. They're going through this process where they're seeing too much of one another. They're realizing their ins and outs. Like you could be with someone for years and you won't see, and you might not see a side of them that you're seeing right now, where you're with each other 24 hours a day, every single day for a month now, right? Right. And that it's, certain things are coming up. Like, for example, my partner just moved, we went from living in separate countries to being in the same bedroom, like every day for it for the past couple weeks and in fact she did a super wise thing where she felt like she didn't have any personal space and that she wanted to like connect with herself and like check in and like get some alone time and and have silence and she rented an airbnb for two nights and she's there right now just doing her thing that's beautiful it's really really rad and so i think the lesson there the thing that brought up was like Okay, so now where where does that leave me? And in she left yesterday in one night of not stuffing myself with candy and ice cream and all this shit and watching some movie, I had a revelation about what I should do with my life. One night of silence, one night of like I'm going to just like turn on one light in my living room and just be in like a mostly dark place and like think about stuff. Mm-hmm. there it fucking is you know oh. and so how that looks pr- 
practically is the thing, I mean, I could recommend like, you know, five to 10 different things that I think people should do. But of course, we are, everybody is doing that, you know? Yeah, everyone could be like, well, the first, yeah, every morning you have to wake up and you have to do this. And it's like, I don't really believe that that's practical. I think what is practical is for people to understand that everybody has a thing that they're being called to that they're not doing, they're not uh, reaching for or like working on. And what that thing could look like is they have a wound that they're aware of that keeps coming up. So for me, my, my big relationship wound is betrayal. I was used to all of my partners like cheating on me or thinking that I was a loser or like all this different stuff. And so anytime I didn't feel for the past month, like anytime I didn't feel complete love and devotion, which is a fantasy to think that you're going to get that from a person every moment of every day that you're together, um, especially a woman and the way that women fluctuate and change, like they are, if they are, some, if they are a woman that embodies feminine energy primarily, they're going to be all over the place. So you just have to be there as best as you can. And for when those things would happen, uh, that I wouldn't feel that I would immediately go, Oh, she's not in love with me. She's going to leave me. This is, I'm not worthy of this thing. And so what this time in quarantine has shown me is that I've been avoiding dealing with where that wound came from in the first place. And I've been avoiding even talking about it openly to just let it like alchemize itself so I could understand. And the biggest thing that I did was I talked to my partner about it. I sat her down and I was like, yo, I, uh, I don't feel connected to you right now. I don't feel loved by you. I, I don't think it's your fault, but um, I just want to voice that because, you know, I feel like I haven't and I want you to know that I'm human and that I have issues too. And like, I feel like as, as men, a lot of times we try to show up as these like indomitable fortresses of consistency and while that's amazing that could lead to your partner being like is he even really a dude like is he even a person like having that ability to be vulnerable and share something that seems like it would kind of fuck you up if you were to share it yeah I think that's a really powerful thing that people can do now like everyone knows the thing that they could talk to their significant other about that would really help alleviate you know their issues right and you kind of skirt around it and you are like ah but now you're stuck you're confined in the space together you might as well do it you know and well how many people are just sitting watching netflix and fucking drinking i was doing it yeah yeah instead of just doing that i feel like now is the best time to be the best version of yourself that you can or at least work on that because you have really no excuse because you're stuck with yourself yeah i i read a thing you're 100 percent right it was uh it said if you don't emerge you've probably seen it it was like if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill your side hustle started or some tremendous internal healing there was never a lack of time, just only a lack of motivation. For sure. And it's like, yeah, now 
basically everyone's being asked to like put their money where their mouth is. They're like, oh, you want you wanted the space to do it? Here's all the space. You have nothing left. And dude, and I, I uh, had this really dope conversation with Eric last night. Um, this dude basically, he basically got himself like 90% of the way to launching his business in a month because every morning he sat down for like two to four hours and only worked on that where he's it's really that easy huh yeah <laughs> well he's really working towards like building an online university where people can go to be educated outside of the normal realms and you know get you know it's courses so on Godsy. that's amazing yeah and like to get courses on meditation and journaling and you know, speaking your truth or like relationships or whatever the thing is, like getting educated on like how to human better. That's his intention. And he almost fucking did it in like a month of like part-time work. And it's because he's not using the excuse that a lot of people are using right now. And it's, it's really remarkable. And so I see that. And then I see the thing that I want to work on now with just like you imagined. And I love that, dude. I, lo I, lo I love, I love, I love hearing that. That's great. I it's going to be really great. It is, man. Saying it here is going to be great. Donald Trump, it's going to be great. I know words. I have the best words. I have the best words. Just like you imagine, it's a great song, great piano. It's just, it all, it all works. Just all works. Uh, man, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh, for people listening, uh, <laughs> my roommate, my other roommate, Christian said he said something the other day dude that like i i almost like had to jump out the window i was laughing so hard. <laughs> he was talking about i i asked where the toilet paper was or something and he was like <laughs> he was like you gotta vote for bernie bro and i'm like what and he goes he's like poor people take really hard shits bernie's out here softening the shits we gotta, like, he's like, it's really hard to take a shit that big and then wipe your ass. You gotta. You got, he's not wrong, man. Yeah, he was like, good analogy. Like, just dude, the phrase "poor people take really hard shit. really hard shits," man. We do. Bernie's gotta soften the shits. Bernie's done, dude. He's out, right? Not that I've paid attention to the news, but I think he's out. Everyone got really mad at me in my family because I was like if it comes down to Bernie and Trump, I'm going to vote for Trump. And they were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, bro, I got one thing that I would determine whether or not I want to vote for a candidate, like all things about Trump as a human being, whether or not they're true aside, Bernie got sabotaged by Hillary. And that was like a fact. And then he endorsed her after she squashed his campaign and i was like the dude is either spineless or he's a shill so he's out i didn't even know that yeah it's just like i feel like such an asshole even bringing that up you know what i mean well, i mean i don't give a, give a fuck I know, I like people, people don't give a just, fuck you know i feel like when i go down that rabbit hole that i'm doing like the world a disservice by talking like that but then at the same time it's like Everyone's like, why don't you like Bernie? He like is for love. And I'm like, he is spineless. That's it. I don't care. Well, I think it's a hundred percent now that we're getting Donald Trump again. Oh I, my I, dude. I think it's, it's been a hundred percent since the beginning. So 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, except it was maybe like uh, like two or three months into his presidency that I was like, oh, he's staying forever. Yeah, he's in. At first, I really didn't like him, but now I'm kind of like neutral. Now I'm kind of like, I'll see where this goes. I just don't have any other choice but to be neutral because I don't really pay attention too much. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, I don't think that him being in office has affected me personally differently or negatively in any way. Like I'm living my life and doing what I'm doing the same as it would be if anybody else, I think. I don't yeah. know. That's, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think I'm good. I paid yeah. my taxes. It was good. I'm, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I do the thing. <laughs> um, my friend, Matt, who I went to college with, have you met him? No, you sent him a bunch of stuff out to LA, my friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's great. I said, we're, we, we're in touch on, on uh, interwebs. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a great dude. But he, I was talking about it with him when I went to see him last year. Um, and he was like, he's like, I don't care if this is harmful to like the fabric of society, but like the anarchist in me, like this hyper rebel in me loves the fact that he just goes into press conferences and he's like, look at you dishonest, look you traitors, look at the media. And he's like, look at all you fucks. And he just points at all the reporters and calls them traitors. And it's it is like, kind of fucking great. It's, dude, because they are in a way. I mean, yeah, they uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you, what at what point when you lie enough to the people, do you become a traitor? Do you know what I mean? Dude, like, people watch too much news, dude. I mean, I, that's what everybody says. I know it's like stupid. I don't even know why we're even talking about it this much because I usually don't. But like, yeah. it's worth talking about right now. People that are stuck home and they're fucking watching CNN <laughs> for like answers. Like, just, I feel like just don't. Are <laughs> like, you about to say just kill yourself? <laughs> well, or that. I mean, I didn't want to be that extreme right now, but like, you know, why? There's so many people that are doing that. I wanted to tell you to kill yourself, but I didn't. But now I will. Just now that it's out there, like, you're, you're not my friend. We're not of the same breed. We're not the same kind if you're home watching the news right now. Yeah. And well, what's, it's just, it's really fascinating to me. Um, I saw a thing. Granted, like, I understand the argument against what I'm about to say because I saw it on Instagram. I don't care. It's still, it proves the point whether or not it's factually accurate. But it was basically, like, this uh, collage of all of the different death toll predictions that the models, like the CDC and the World Health Organization was making about coronavirus. And they were, like, writing... It was like 2.2 million dead in the U.S. And then the next one was like, ah, we may have over-exaggerated. It's probably going to be like 200,000 dead. And then the next one's like, ah, it might be like 85,000 dead. And then it goes like 60,000 dead by August. And then it's like, could be 40,000 by the end of the year. Like they're, basically it's like fear. And then they couldn't back up that fear of the 2.2 million. So they were like, all right, let's just lower it a little bit. Let's go with the next highest that we could possibly justify. They do that. Still can't back it up. And like, it just keeps going and whittling down. And not only that, dude, the hospitals are incentivized to, this is like the biggest thing I think people could take away about the coronavirus hysteria that's going on right now. As far as I know, and I'm obviously not the most informed individual in the world, but my intuition says that this is right, the hospitals are incentivized by the government 
to report more deaths and cases than they actually have. So what that means is, is they're testing everybody who comes in or who dies for the antibodies or the antigens. And um, so if you died of a heart attack just out of nowhere and you live in New York City, they're going to test you for the coronavirus. And if you have it dormant in your system and showed no symptoms, they count you as a death. Really? Yeah. So when people are talking about like, oh my God, 500 people died in New York City. Like how many of them actually died from the virus? Because as far as we know, it's less lethal than the flu. So like, I don't know. It's just, I totally hear the like mad skeptic person right now being like, how do you know? You don't know. You're uneducated and you're just making conjecture based of based off of things you read on the internet. It's like, you're right. But there's also people walking around saying that this is going to be more deadly than the Spanish flu, which killed hundreds of thousands of people a hundred years ago. And so I don't know which perspective is more valuable, but I really like to believe that fear is basically the worst thing going on right now. Way worse than any potential outcome of the virus. Like, do you know anybody that has it? Actually, my dad. Your dad has coronavirus? Isn't that insane? He like did. You, he's like, he's, I don't know if he still has it. He probably, I think he got it at work because he, you know, works on the railroad and who the fuck knows, you yeah. know, what goes on there. He got, he got uh, and he, sorry, dad, I love you doesn't take care of himself and he smokes cigars all the time and you know it's respiratory and yeah, yeah. It's, it was just he had like a real bad bout of respiratory and he, yeah he tested positive uh he's on the recovery now but that's the only person that i know of but he was pretty bad there for probably two weeks wow yeah it's insane but that's it that's the only person i know but he's good okay shout out to, shout out to benny right. he's good he, yeah all right. Well, I was about to make some bullshit claim about things, but whatever. What about that? You don't know if I didn't, if I didn't know anybody that had the coronavirus. Well, okay, so, but e either way, so say that you and I are at max capacity for the amount of people that we could know personally, which mm -hmm. is, they say about 150 people that you could have in your sphere that you can like keep track of and like potentially know their birthdays or like talk to them regularly or hang out with them that it's like 150 total. Yeah. So that means that you and I have a total sphere count of 300 people. Yeah. One of them has coronavirus. Straight up. And he made it out alive. Yeah, yeah. He made it out alive. You know what I mean? So it's like, if it was as crazy as they were saying it was going to be, like they were estimating that like one third of the population was going to get it. Right. It's crazy. It's weird. What's going on? I don't know. I just all these suburban white women just dress like it's fucking beyond Thunderdome when they leave their house out here. They have like bandanas and sunglasses and gloves and like four jackets on to go to like fucking Whole Foods or whatever. It's just really weird. Well, the wild thing to me is like, does wearing a bandana on your face actually do anything? I don't know. Probably not. No. I think the gloves, if anything, maybe. Like as long as you throw them away like afterwards well the thing, that, the thing that i'm seeing man is like the 
um, I think to to rephrase to reframe this, I think it's serious. Like the the things happening in certain parts and in certain hospitals and shit. Like I think. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. People are dealing with some shit because of what's going on. Oh yeah. But like, dude, I I just watched like there was some military thing going on in Europe. Like they were there were like troops going to Europe to like U S troops going to Europe to assist with the coronavirus. That's what they said they were doing. Um, none of them were wearing masks. There's a yeah. video, there's a video of all these fucking dudes in Germany walking through the streets or not through the streets, but getting off of the thing. None of them are wearing masks. Isn't Germany like supposed to be doing great though? Yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck's happening? Yeah. What's going on? We're going over to Germany to figure some shit out probably. I bet Hitler's still alive. I bet he is too. I bet. Yeah. I bet he. So they want everybody to be inside so they can they find can it again. Obey. They live. Yeah, man. So that's basically where I'm at. Is that I've been trying my best to look at the full picture, and none of it adds up at all. I've just been totally in my own world, like pretty much completely oblivious to like anything and everyone that's going on outside of it. So I'm, yeah. I'm it's, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have this, like death comes lifting and the, the, the whole, the whole thing to be immersed into and work. I think a lot of people are realize, realized that they lived for getting up, going to work and they talk to those people they work with and they come home, they watch TV, they go to sleep and they repeat that again. And when that's all taken away, they have no mission and no purpose and they're like, fuck. And then who knows what goes on there. Um, That's scary to me. And that's what, you know, I tell them, you just got to meditate. You're stuck with yourself. Now it's time to figure some shit out. You need to, you don't need to like go on a spiritual journey, but you need to like sit and breathe with yourself for like five minutes a day. You need to App. you need to talk to yourself. You yeah, know? there was going to be a clip that you cut from this and put on your Instagram. It would be that. Thanks, because, man. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, really, because that that sentiment is is so fucking powerful. I was watching an Elliot Hulse video the other day, mm-hmm. and he talks about like one of the primary, one of the pinnacle realizations or the pinnacle manifestations of the King energy is to sit in your suffering and just deal with your problems and just like be in your pain and like be in your loneliness and like actually just sit, like just be still and don't do anything. And that a king has the ability to act, but that's actually more the warrior. Like the warrior is actually going out and acting and like doing the thing, but a king just fucking stays there and waits for the revelation of information to come from within. Eric just got back and he's freaking the fuck out. What's up, Godsey? What are you doing? Are you guys podcasting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's then I'll try to be quiet. I love you. I love you. We're going to have to uh, return. You have to get on the podcast. Again. I will. This guy is the virus. I'm just going to. Bless. Bless to the Godsey. But yeah, man, I would, uh, I would share that sentiment with people right now because been. in the past month, there's probably been four moments where I, I felt enough pressure that I wanted, I decided to do that. And because of doing that, those were the four most pivotal moments that I've had in this quarantine that have helped transform where I am. And, and it was the idea of just sitting, just being uncomfortable, just being like, 
this sucks and just waiting until something happens. And in like 20 minutes, every single time, in like 20 minutes, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, got it. Right. This right. So instead of like frantically running around and there's a time and place for that warrior energy, but right now, if you're trying to order the kingdom, if you're trying to, you know, make your castle walls stronger and make your commerce and your industry and your, you know, your, the strength of your people that live inside your head, <laughs> if you want to make that stronger, you have to be in your king energy. You know, that's how you order and bless and you make the land fertile and you do everything that you need to do to prosper. Watch the director's hut, the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven with Orlando Bloom, directed by Ridley Scott. We watched it the other day. No, I need to. I have never seen that movie. Dude, excellent. Like, Sick. the director's cut. The director, is it on Amazon Prime or anywhere that I can get it? It probably is. Probably. We went to Best Buy during the quarantine to buy it on Blu-ray. Let's go. And Let's, to. Yeah. And Best uh, Buy is open? It was for the time. Yeah, like a month ago, it was still open. Um, but yeah, man, in that movie, he basically is given uh, a, an old, decrepit uh, castle, like a homestead in the desert, and it's all fucked up, like no one cares about it. And because he's in his king energy and he's willing to like just be there for the people, everyone starts creating this paradise in the middle of the desert in his little homestead uh, or like Hamlet or whatever they would call it, his little kingdom becomes an oasis in the middle of the desert. Like they actually, his land becomes um, like fertile and prosperous and everybody starts doing well because he was there in his ordered energy, just helping everybody along to do their things. And so when it comes to, I feel like when it comes to the internal work that we are called to do as people on earth as as humans a lot of people see that as a waste of time i've noticed because it's like oh what are you doing going to therapy what are you what what are you going to get out of having these experiences where you you order your kingdom like what does that do for you if you're not making money or putting food on the table or you know going to your kids soccer practice like you're not doing anything because and if you're just sitting there and suffering, do you know what I mean? Waiting for that revelation. And the, there's two things that I would offer that. The first is more like metaphorical. And that is that by you getting your shit together, your, the energy of a composed person that has their shit together is super potent to be around. Like, I bet you it's magnificent to be around Jordan Peterson. Do you know what I mean? Right. Just the energy of like how ordered and consistent and like honest that dude is. It's probably, it probably helps your soul's development like tenfold just to be around that dude. And so there's that, like you could, that's all metaphorical, like, or conjecture, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you you could see how that's the case. But the other thing I would offer is that they proved that that was real in a scientific study. 
where they brought these like true master meditators, like people that had done like a hundred thousand hours of meditation, like some in, insane, like innumerable amount of, of meditation. And they brought them to like a city like Denver. And there were just a couple of them. And they watched these people who were the most composed and impervious and like collected vibrational beings possible. And they watched the cities that they would go to, their crime decline, their speeding tickets, their like everything like got better in the cities because of the, and they argued that it was the presence of these people in those cities that was causing them to get better. And so that actually relates to a myth called the Rainmaker. And it's about this, uh, this, village is in a drought and everybody's freaking the fuck out about it um because there's scarcity they don't have water for the crops and people are getting thirsty and like it's you know there's a lot of problems if a village back you know 2000 years ago didn't get water didn't get rain and so there's this legend of this dude called the rainmaker that will show up and he will make it rain <laughs> you, you know, yeah he will he will come to your village and he will make the rain come. And okay. so what he does is you think that this dude is going to show up and he's going to have all these fucking plans and he's going to get these people and they're going to do the dance and they're going to build this altar and they're going to call in the rain gods. But what he does is he just goes into a tent and he just sits there. And then he comes out of the rain in here. Yeah. So he, he, they go, how did you make it? So the rain comes and everything works out for the better. And then the guy comes out of the tent and they're like, how did you do it? And he said, I came here and I saw that your kingdom was out of order. So I went in there and I ordered my kingdom. Dang. And by, by him getting his shit together in that tent, he got everybody else to get their shit together. And because the village became in order because of his presence so one man decided to order himself therefore the village ordered itself around that man's order and because everything was in order then the rain was able to come and the people that were gave me kind of chills a little bit dude that's uh that's like eric's favorite myth he brings it up all the time i learned it from him that's and so it's like dope. it's it's amazing and it's like so not only is that myth dope and like a really good star to point towards now they're showing that it's real that like the actual path to the betterment and proliferation of the human race is for everybody to practice individual sovereignty like personal sovereignty and getting their shit together that that's actually that individuals healing and ordering themselves is how the collective heals and orders itself so everything is within us everything is within you so if you can heal yourself and pour, kind of spit that back out onto people around you i feel like that's the greatest duty you can do but yeah. what do you say and i know i i mean i've faced this and i'm sure you have too because you know obviously we're not the most together people in the world. I'm certainly not. I've got plenty of things to work on, but I have a clear mission. 
bro. I have a clear mission. I'm disciplined. I'm still getting up at like six in the morning and I'm going to bed at fucking 1030 or whatever. Like I, I'm keeping my schedule and I'm staying, staying grinded. Yeah. A lot of people around me though, or some people around me or friends that have been in and out, they feel like, whoa, like I could never be like that. Like I can never be you. This is freaking me the fuck out. So I'm kind of just going to do the reverse. <laughs> Like you, you're setting a high standard that I can't even like. I just want to like have fun, you know. Oh, so you're you're saying that that's their reaction to you right yeah. now? Yeah. Instead of like you know, I'm ordering my kingdom, so that in the in your theory should make them order their kingdom, or like the kingdom will come together and everyone will be good. Yeah. But some people don't respond to that. Some people yeah. are like I could never be that. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, that the way that I would look at that um is that that is their journey and they are refusing their own call to adventure right like everybody if you looked at your own trajectory someone or something in your life was your rainmaker at the beginning like some there was some force or some person or some influence that changed the way that you thought about yourself and the world and what you thought that you could do. But at first you were like, I'm going to drink a lot of tequila for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew a part of you knew, but it's like the myth of the rainmaker is this instantaneous thing, right? That's this, thing where this dude goes in there and then three days later the rain comes and he comes out and he's like, I fucking did it. Like it on. there you go. And your, your rainmaker might have might be it might have shown itself to you two years before you ever did anything about it like what what movie is it there's a there's a movie where um in the oh the in the hobbit in the book version of the hobbit or the fellowship of the ring the in the movie it's the the ring is revealed and then he goes on the adventure the next day because it makes it like urgent in the book it's like 25 years or something he just hangs out with the ring he's like yeah whatever i don't need to do anything with this shit yeah so he's refusing the call for like years he's just hanging out like yeah i don't give a fuck right yeah so that that you have it's it's weird man so a part of me goes back and forth between the ideas of like spiritual uh acceptance and like everything is okay it's all blessed like they're just on their path and then the other part of me believes that so that's like one version of true love where you're just from that ultra high like witness perspective and you're just like hey everything's blessed it's all good i love you as you are no worries you don't need to do your thing but then i also believe in the brutal true love it's like i love you so much that i'm going to tell you that you're not doing the right thing and that you can do better. Um, so wavering between those two places is, you know, like it really, I think it comes down to their receptivity to, so if you're looking at an individual person who you feel that they should be inspired by the way that you're living, some people will respond and it doesn't have to be instantaneously, but some people will respond to you just loving them and doing your own thing and you're ordering your kingdom, and then the proof is in your pudding, like, because they're not seeing 99% of the stuff that they're, that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, 
someone might come over to your house and see you make a healthy meal. And then they're like, oh, what are you eating? You're not eating chips and dip right now? Like what, what the fuck's going on? Um, where are your quest bars? Why are you eating actual food? And then they start to infer all of the other things that you do that are, that are helping you on that, on that path. And then they feel inadequacy and they're like, fuck, I can't, I can't do that. I just want to like eat myself into it. I want to be metabolically obese and die in this quarantine because life is hard. That's okay. And it's like, it's all good, man. (laughs) So some people, some people might be motivated by that. Like some people might be motivated just by seeing you and it might not click. It could click that in that moment. It could click two years from now. Like you don't know because everybody's journey is so different and everybody has the right to refuse the call, you know, like, sure. You really looked at it from a super high perspective. Like you could refuse the call until you die. And then your soul could be like, well, we got to go do that again because you refuse the call the whole time. Yeah. And from that perspective, you would be like, okay, it's all blessed. It's all good. Like, no worries. I've got infinite tries at this game. I'm going to figure it out. However, other people are motivated by you being like, Hey man, I believe in you. I really do. And like, I don't think you're doing enough for yourself. And like, I, I get motivated by that. I really get motivated by people calling me out. I also, I also do get motivated by people just loving me unconditionally and allowing me to find my path on my own. But sometimes like you need your shit checked. And so if you have a friend coming over and they're like, they want to just get hammered and you're ordering your kingdom right now, you're using this quarantine as a a huge period of growth and, you know, establishment of your, your power in this world. And they want to get hammered. You might say to them like, Hey man, I love you and you're welcome to do whatever the fuck you want in your life. It's, it's your choice ultimately, but this is what I'm doing. And if you want to be around me, this is the energy and intention that I expect to, to, to be with and to deal with, because that's what I want to welcome in my life right now. Mm-hmm. We can get fucked up and have fun when the bars open up again, we'll go out and have a good, you know, 4th of July or whatever it is. We'll go out and do some crazy shit. Go out, go out on there, go out there on a cheat lake. Go, go down there. Iron City. Yeah. Go down to Home Depot real quick. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So you could, you can have that and be like, look, I love you. And there's a time and place for this. But right now I'm feeling a deep call to do the damn thing. There's this fucking fire quote in right, dude, right here from from the dick, dude. This is like one of the best quotes ever. And uh, Kamal Ravikant said it. He's the one who wrote, love yourself like your life depends on it. He said this on Aubrey's podcast. It was, we spend more time, we spend more time wasting our life watching videos on YouTube than we do trying to free ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you think about it like that, that we truly spend more time going to, this is myself, I spend more time 
going to the store to buy food that's going to poison me and inhibit my consciousness than I do working towards the thing that I know I was put on this earth to do. Feels like a disproportionate kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I feel like that's everybody though, right? Yeah. Even if you're the most dedicated person in the world, you're still probably doing something (laughs) that is, is, you know, distracting you from your purpose there's a really wild notion that like our capacity for what we could accomplish and what we could, I mean, let's take the word accomplish out of it because I don't really like that. I, I like some sentiments about productivity and, you know, being like a, a prolific person in the world, but that sort of American, like you got to fucking grind, like hustle, take no days off like that that gets old and I feel like it's really misconstrued yeah. in a lot of ways. Like take, take the accomplish or like, or build or like any, or, or, you know, goals or tasks, like all those words out of the equation. It's like, what lights you up? You know, like what, just what lights you up? It doesn't have to even be a thing. Just like, right. do I think something. a lot of people have to figure that out, man. That that's that's what this, this period is. That's what I'm harping on. I think a lot of people need to figure out what lights them up. And there are many ways you can figure that out. And Music taught me what lights me up. Movies taught me what lights me up. That's weird, but that happened. You know, a lot of people, maybe the Bible tells them, teaches them what lights them up. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, everyone's got to find their own thing. That's, I would, I would say that I have the same thing. I would say that, that music and movies showed me what, what was possible in the world you know what i mean like you gotta dude there's something if you're at least like a little bit in tune with what's going on you can't tell me that you don't get fucking lit up when you watch sam carry frodo up mountain doom like come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah yeah yeah. total side note but like my my point is and I think you're absolutely right. And that's like super wise on your part to bring up just this de- this dealing with the discomfort of whatever the fuck you're going through right now. Yeah, just bring it. And just being like, I swear, like I anybody that's listening to this that's made it this far and is into what we're talking about and it is willing to do something different in their day. God bless like, you, first of all. Yeah, truly. And God like, but also that... I feel like carries the connotation that what we're talking about is not worthy of people listening to. Like there's this weird thing that I feel like we're taught about humility where we're supposed to be like, Oh, well, like I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. And, you know, if you, Hey, if you made it this far, like, Oh, that's so crazy. I can't believe someone listened to me. Like people yeah. are going to, you know, like, right. could we do a better job structuring this and making it like super informative and to the no. point? Sure. No. But do we have to, no, this is us being genuine and people are going to listen to this. I don't know okay. how many, I don't know how much you're going to enjoy it, but someone's going to make it here. And if you have, and you're having a good time and you want to try something different, I truly like, it's super simple, but if I had to offer one thing that you would do, and you talked about this mm-hmm. is just light a fucking candle, turn the lights off and sit in front of it until something happens and like it sounds so let me rephrase that 
like it sounds so simple and i think i'm making it like a drastically simple joke in a way because it's so ridiculous that it actually works that i'm trying to like make it funny for some reason but truly like if you were to take one step in the direction of fulfilling your dharma like your purpose in this world the first step would be like understanding it in the first place you know and so if you were to sit in front of that candle in the dark in silence for 20 minutes that thing might not reveal itself to you but what might happen is that you think about a thing that you might just be tangentially involved in three or four times and then all of a sudden your brain starts going why did i think about painting four times there what what's that why did i why did i think about because it might not be this aha like i should paint like i think that's a piece of you're not just gonna like william alexander like ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like it just i think that's what people are looking for when they try to meditate or they do psychedelics they're looking for like because i don't i don't think that i'm i think i'm helping people but i don't think i'm doing people a great service by sharing my stories about how i found every part of my life's purpose in ayahuasca or psilocybin or mdma ceremonies or you know through therapy like that i consistently have these like aha like moments that re uh what would it be recalculate re rewire out re triangulate i don't know the triangulate that's the title of this podcast reangulate reangulate i don't know yeah the trajectory of my life over and over again i don't think that that's super common for people at first i think that as you build your connection with your your soul those things start happening to you every day if you're listening you know if you're taking care of yourself and you're in touch with that voice, you could hear that every single day. Um, so, but I, I think that an important point to hit on is like, you might not hear shit the first time you try, but you're then again, probably not going to, but, but then again, you might, it just might not appear the same way that you think it's going to appear. And the way that, the way that I think it, it could appear is a recurring thought that gives you this like kind of you get like a little like oh fuck and it's like scary because you know that it would be an immense risk to like i'll I'll just fucking say it dude like i really do feel like i could become a magnificent music producer slash like dj like i really feel like i could fucking do it I just bought a a professional digital audio workspace, a a program to make things. And they're not great, but there's something there, you know? Absolutely. But when I think about that goal, not only does it feel like I'm like high on LSD while I'm thinking about it and like having a vision of helping people experience life through sound and lights and performance and all these different things like that would be one of the dopest things ever to do but what i feel in conjunction with that is a lot of fear of like oh my god if i want to do that i actually have to fucking do it you know 
Mm -hmm. And so in order to get to the place where I'm comfortable with that situation is I have to sit with my suffering. Like I have to sit in that King energy and I have to sit in my fear until the revelation comes that I'm looking for. And so if you're a person and you start sitting with this and you're like, okay, so painting has come up four times now. Do I really want to be a painter? Do I really want to like, how would I even do that? How would I make a living being a, a painter? How would I, you know, what does life even look like going through that path? Like a lot of fear is going to come up. So it's like, what is the antidote? <laughs> what is the antidote to the thing that came up while you were sitting with yourself? It's kind of to continue to sit with yourself. <laughs> True. And it kind of, could, like, from my experience, if you get like, hey, I should be a painter. So one day you sit down and start to paint. And then, you know, you keep doing that and you realize, well, maybe actually I needed to put this energy in a painting to realize that I want to be an art teacher. Or yes. like, stop, you know, yeah. like you have to put energy into the things that are calling you, not necessarily if I sit and meditate and I think uh, about fucking food or something or like preparing food, I should be a chef. Well, no, maybe you need to cook food for homeless people more. Maybe that will fulfill you or like things yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, dude, fucking well said. Like for you, you had to pursue your calling of being a personal trainer to realize that you didn't want to be a personal trainer forever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, yeah. Dude, I, the same thing. Like, I thought I found my fucking thing when I started making videos for a living. I thought yeah. I found it. And now yeah. I'm like, mm, it's part of the thing, but it's not the whole thing. It's not you know? the whole thing. It never stops, man. We're no, the idea of doing what I'm doing, like, even, dude, even spiritual corporate videography makes me kind of want to kill myself <laughs> you know that, I mean? that phrase just like turned my skin inside out <laughs> but like i the point behind it is that i the way i have my business set up and my clients is like i only want to create things for people that are having an impact on the world and that have a heart and have a message and like actually want to get something you know conscious and fulfilling out it's really whack to describe it as spiritual videography. That's not really where I'm at. For sure, for sure. But even that idea where it's like, man, I could help people like spread messages of love and like I could get, you know, businesses that have real like dope products to like, you know, help, you know, overtake the Amazon and, you know, the mainstream bullshit that's polluting the earth or whatever the fuck it is. That idea still kind of makes me want to blow my brains out. Yeah. Even though it's like, it's the best version of that life that I've been able to create for myself so far, but I still feel like I have to, I'm, I'm continuing to narrow down what I actually want to do. And so. If you think I, you found it, you probably didn't though, right? There's that whole thing too. Oh yeah, dude. I know that whatever version of this thing that I like with, just like you imagine, mm -hmm. that's not going to be the same thing in a year or two. Oh, no way. You know what I mean? It shouldn't like, be. No, yeah, exactly. But it's like, it, this also goes to relationships, man. I've had this conversation with, uh, with Eric a couple times over the last day or so, is you don't have to know if the person you're with, and you could also use the same analogy for your job or your calling or the, the aha moment you have where you feel like you're going to, 
you know, go forward with this thing. You don't have to know if whatever that thing, person, place, idea is, is going to be forever. You don't have to know if that thing will be in your life forever or will be as it is forever. Because most likely, like 99% of the time, nothing stays the same. Like there's almost nothing that's going to be consistent. There's very few cases, especially now, of people that work the same job for 40 years. Like it, it barely ever happens. And so you don't have to know if that thing is forever right now. You just have to know if that thing is right for you right now. Right. You know, so like if you have a, if you have a relationship and you're like telling yourself the story that it's going to crash and burn and that nothing's going to come of it and that, you know, they're not the right person. If you were to connect with yourself and say, are they the right person right now? And the answer is yes, then be with them. There's no like shame in changing your mind or letting something develop or become something different because whatever calling comes up, like whatever your thing is that lights you up, when that thing arrives, you might become attached to the idea that you have to do that thing for 50 years. And like, you might, but you also might not. It might be the next step towards, you know, it might be, you know, two years of your life where you go on a hero's journey, you do the whole thing, you learn everything you need to learn. And then once it's over, you have another thing that you step to and you, you leave that behind all well and good. And then you transition to the next part and you do it without fear. You do it with, you know, courage and you step in to the next phase, the next level on your, the journey of your video game character that you're playing as right now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome shit. Yeah. Thank you for being you, man. You too, man. It's you good can always to see. count on this. We'll figure it out, you know. We've, we've tried, we're trying our damnedest, dude. You know, <laughs> bring to bring the fire to the masses. It could work. But I, I did want to bring up when we were talking about meditating for a lot of first people that don't meditate. I think this is an important thing to start with. Uh-huh. Is um, just fighting your natural urges and like fighting your brain. <laughs> when you try to like just fucking fist seriously it's empowering it's like just fight yeah. your fucking brain because you'll sit there and you'll close your eyes and you say you set the intention for three minutes your brain's gonna make up a million things you have to be doing your back's gonna start hurting you're gonna like you're gonna have to do this and you're gonna have to do that or there's an imaginary imaginary spiders that are gonna crawl on your neck and crawl don't fucking move <laughs> i swear to god you're gonna be fine three minutes that's super empowering Mm-hmm. like if you've never done that before right so after you do that consecutively for a week three minutes of just not moving that is strength beyond strength that's pantera baby check it out <laughs> scorpion <you> know <laughs> that i think that i think there's a lot to that all it is and we should cultivate that more mm-hmm. and um that will give you the mental toughness to go forward with your mission or whatever you think you should be doing in your life. If you just learn how to deal with yourself that way. Amen, dude. Amen. Like the dude, it's not even the ability. It's the attempt to master your mind Mm -hmm. in a way that like, 
there is a way to control your mind and provide, you know, peace and clarity and stability in yeah. your internal landscape and therefore your external landscape. But then there's also the ability to surrender to certain things. But really what it is, is like all, this is a Victor Frankl quote, the last of the great, the last of the human freedoms is man's ability to choose how he responds in any given situation. And that it's like, basically all you have is the ability to surrender to the circumstances in your life and allow them to be what they are, but choose how you respond then and there. So when it comes to meditate, I feel like people have this idea of like, nah, you got to fucking whip your mind into shape. And like, there are, there is a beauty to that. And uh, uh, what's the word? Like practicality to that. Um, But there's also the like, shit's going to happen that's way outside of your control and that you might have absolutely no bearing on how to deal with it. But the way that you do deal with it is by controlling how you respond. And it's not even a reaction. It's a response. Like a reaction is like a gut, like, like what you're talking about with your, you know, itching, you got to stretch your thing. Like that's a, that's a reaction to the fact that you're being silent and that you're not moving a response to that is with awareness weighing the options in your head of being like, what happens if I move? Well, I violated my commitment to myself that I'm going to sit here for three minutes without moving and I'm going to do the damn thing and do that for a week straight and see how much better I feel about life. And when you weigh those that option in your head of like well i could go for the instant gratification of being like ah the itch that just came out of nowhere somehow i scratched yes i fucking did it you did it those options in your head and then you respond by doing nothing that's like that's real power like that that's mastering your mind because you're not like you're not like punishing yourself you're like choosing to do the best thing for yourself there's a different reframe because I feel like there's a lot of like David Goggins is like cool or whatever, but like, I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel I, like, I feel like it's good initially. I feel like people need to be kind of kicked in the teeth a little bit to yeah. like, their attention and then like, you know, soften up with, with those, those kind of things. That's why I like to be more like hardcore in my delivery. Yeah. But, I feel you. It's like, yeah, you do have to be kind. You have to treat your mind when you're meditating like a, like a baby or like a child, like a two-year-old that keeps running away from you. And you're like, come back here. It's going to yeah. be all right. Come on. You're good. You know. Hold on. Two seconds. I'm going to take this roast out of the fucking oven. Sweet. I'm going to pee. We're going to pause it. Okay. Have the meats. A meat on Good Friday. A proper heathen. That's why I love you, boy. <laughs> That's why we love you, man. Yeah. All right, I've arrived. I'm I'm here. It's okay. This we're editing this. It's gonna be all right. All right, that's fine. Have you ever read or heard of this book, The Autobiography of a Yogi by Para, uh, Paramasha Yogananda? Uh, I've never read it. I know people that I know like three people that really fuck with that book. It's amazing. I'm gonna send you one. Okay. Um, Cool. It, there's something here that it reminded me of something we were talking about. Uh, he goes through, well, it's an autobiography, so it's about his fucking life. Spoiler, spoiler alert. 
He talks about the dudes that like teleport and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And he has gurus and, you know, he has this one guru. He comes over. He has to like hike through like a bunch of shit to get to this guru. And um, when he gets there, the guru has all these like tasks, like like physical labor tasks for him to do, like around the house or whatever the fuck he lives. And he's like, but I just hiked here for like three days and I like haven't eaten anything and I'm like starving to death and I don't think I don't I can't perform all these tasks for you to the best of my ability because I'm starving to death and the guru looks at him and says then die (laughs) (laughs) right and and, you know moral of the story he goes over his he does his tasks like awesomely and he feels great and he ends up not eating for like two more days and feels like amazing about it and his guru is teaching him the mental benefits of fasting and like sticking to your mission and not being distracted from it whoa how about that but i yeah. love that response i'm starving to death he goes then die yeah right well dude i i mean this is like mad uh personal but i'll be i'll be vague with it okay but i know that you that feeds into i think this is a super powerful thing um you've shared with me that your response to someone in your life being like i'm gonna kill myself is being like do it then yeah do it like just i'm not encouraging people to tell people that they love to kill themselves but like the point behind what you just shared and then that thing is like so often our over dramatization of our problems and how we feel about something is not the truth at all it's like this small little screaming worm that we have like that the yogi guy being like if i don't have food i'm gonna die his master or his guru being like, then do it. Like if you're going to die because you haven't had food for a couple of days, then just fucking do it is like calling out that lesser part that wants to complain or give in when you've probably only maximized like 10 or 20% of your possible effort or commitment to a situation, you know, like the response of like, I'm going to kill myself. You I feel like when most people, at least myself, I'll speak for myself, whenever I have wanted to kill myself, like I probably haven't, I probably haven't really even been close to my breaking point. I hope you know not, I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like every, save for one occasion, I would say every other time that I've felt that has been like something is really inconvenient and painful right now and I would like to stop. You know, like it's not, it's not like I actually was dying or like I actually had found myself in a situation I couldn't get myself out of, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's a really yeah. powerful sentiment. One thing ruined your whole day type shit. Like, you know, <laughs> what oh, you say? like if one thing goes wrong in your day, I might as well just go home. Yeah. yeah. Might as well give up, you know, that little, that little creepy <laughs> thing that happens. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking gotta get out of there. This dude was, <laughs> this homeless guy looked at me the wrong way at the stoplight. I'm gonna go home and kick my dog right in the fucking straight up. I'm just gonna be a shitty person. Yeah, end it for the day. Um, we don't do that around here, boys. No, dude, I I forget what it was exactly because I think I blocked it out of my memory. Um, but I know that like maybe two or three weeks ago, I took 
I don't know if I said it, but my, my, for people listening, my partner's name is Brooklyn. And I think that I, man, I'm trying to think of the exact instance, but I know for a fact that like, I was upset about something like that had nothing to do with her and was super meaningless. And like, I did some snappy reaction to her, like kind I don't, I wish I could remember the specifics, but basically it was like, I was upset about like not doing something correctly in throughout my like day while I was working. And then she poked at me a little bit. And my response was to be like, well, fuck you, you know? And yeah, then, for sure. yeah, that, so that, I don't know where I was going. It doesn't no, matter. It's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. It's, it's a thing that once you're aware of it, you'll realize how often you're just making up stuff to take away from the pain that you're in that is essentially strange yeah you have very strange tendencies as you know as yeah my point in sharing that was that i wanted to blame what she said as i wanted to blame her and that action as the reason why i wasn't feeling good when in fact it was i wasn't honoring my commitment to myself in that moment and instead i was like well she did say the thing that i don't like and therefore even though i asked her to say that to me you know really yeah yeah so the um we had a conversation i think i want to say like right when she got here like about a little less than a month ago um i said hey i I like when you ask if there's anything more I could be doing right now. And sometimes my answer is no. Sometimes I don't feel like there's anything I should be doing or want to be doing or like feel obligated to do or like that sometimes what I'm doing, even if it feels like a passive or inactive activity, sometimes that thing is what I feel like I should be doing. But there have been times where she's been like, hey, is there anything you could be working on right now? And I've gone, fuck, you're right. I've been avoiding the thing. I've been not honoring my commitment to myself. But in that like split second of a moment where I was upset about something that happened outside of the house that like didn't matter or I was upset about my inability to commit to myself, whatever the situation was, and her being like, hey, could you do a better job right now? And me being like, how dare you? How dare, how dare you do the thing that I asked you to do? But like for that moment, I watched myself tell the story that like she was wrong and that I was completely justified in my, my actions in that moment and my reaction to her question. And it's really silly when you connect to that. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that she goes through with it though, you know? Yeah, she does, dude. She do what she tell. Well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Do what I tell you to do. But um, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's how you know you got a good one. Call you on your show. Yeah, I mean, the fact, dude. Like, I really connected with the. Did I tell you she's at a an Airbnb right now? Just like getting. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we went through that already. That's cool. I told three people about it today, so I feel like I don't know who. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's uh. I would do that too if I was stuck with you, honestly. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah, no worries. But like the fact that she was willing to do that for her own betterment and also the like progression of 
our relationship as a, a partnership and as individuals, like that's really, I feel really speaks to her character. Of and course it does, yeah. Dude, I I feel like there's a lot, a lot people could do now to get space in in this time that we're like, dude, I use the excuse to not meditate or like get still or like get alone time because there are other people in the house. Yeah. Is that weird? You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I can't go lock myself in my room. Like that's weird. I can't watch. It's so, it's such a silly excuse. I'm the opposite. Like I do that no matter what. And I have to like pry myself out of my room. I have like the opposite problem. Now that I've found this music production software, that's all I want to do. I can't wait to hear some stuff, man. Dude, it's cool. I I made a song. I don't I don't know how to master things yet and make everything sound right, but like you will. I will, and I'm learning that. But it is composed. Like it's a full everything is where it should be, you know, the timing and the notes and all the sounds are in the right place. But I have to like get the get yeah. the do it, you know. Get the, get the Trent Resners out of it, you know, get the yeah. <laughs> injector Trent in there. Yeah, dude, yeah. This, the, they're, that I sent you, their two new, their new two ghost albums are amazing. Just two. straight up. Yeah, I listened to one of them. Yeah, that one is like the prettier one. Um, yeah. And then the second one is called Locust. Yes, okay, so I did, I saw, I listened to the one with the white album cover. Yeah. And it was brighter and more like, it felt hopeful compared yeah. to his other shit. The other one is not hopeful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I what a I I thought about him last night while I was really high thinking about just like you imagined being the name for my my yeah. my spaceship. I don't even know what to call it. Spaceship. Uh, yeah, spaceship is probably a good word. Um what a profound dude he is. Like straight up. Yeah. Cuz I I think of the way that I'm making music right now where I'm using stock samples that come with the program Mm -hmm. and just arranging them in a way and like changing their you know the pitch or the length or whatever to or how you know how much attack or release there is on the sample like doing pretty basic shit with it to make what I want this dude has these devices plugged into each other that he is like cranking these knobs and shit to make and he's like it's so like Okay, so the way it was described to me is uh, Duncan Trussell was talking about music production. He had someone on his podcast that described making electronic music like they're communicating with an entity on the other side of the screen. Okay. And I feel like Trent Reznor was doing that, but in like an analog form back in the 90s. Like he was... Yeah, the first fucking Nine Inch Nails album was made in his dorm room. Like, yeah dude my high school basketball coach went to college with him badass yeah and he said he was a weird fucking dude and he was he would just walk through the campus and everyone like knew he was doing something that's how he described it. Yeah. and of course like a romanticized story after the fact yeah. but it's really interesting that he would even have that insight you know 10 15 years later to be like Yo, people knew Trent Reznor was up to some shit. 
back in college. Well, he's you one know. of those vibrational dudes that you talked about. I'm sure he had that thing. You know, yeah, truly. Like yeah, you know? probably didn't say a word to fucking anybody, but he just knew he's not, my, my man's doing some shit. You know, like they just had, even though they couldn't quite place what it was. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't interpret my my coach as being like he's a good dude. Like he he means well and has like a good heart, but yeah. I don't interpret him as being like an incredibly in tune or like uh you know intuitive person like you meet some people and you're like oh you're a fucking witch like you have some right. sorceress like i look at my girlfriend and the way she perceives me i'm just like i you actually have magic powers yeah. like i don't know yeah <laughs> just, <laughs> that yeah truly like i there's some people like that he doesn't strike me as someone like that um, even there's not that's nothing wrong with him as a person but like yeah, i get you i get it. you know what i mean like there's yeah, a certain sure. things that people do and and say and uh but yet he still had that thought like that he in his you know late teens and early 20s was around some dude that before he was famous he was like yeah there's something up with that guy i don't know what it is but like he has that thing about him and like i don't know man it might be delusional but like i feel that about myself and the people that i'm close to i was like there's some like i, I think adrian is a perfect example you know her right mm-hmm. i for anyone listening you should look up adrian ellison she's doing some really remarkable shit around like trauma and healing your soul and your child and you know yeah, she's up to some good shit Dude, when I, I see the way she's doing things, and while it's not fully realized, I'm like, eh, she's onto something. Like, she's figuring, she's basically making healing wounds accessible to the social media generation. She's Good using her, social That's media tough. as like a fucking weapon. Like, it looks, to me, it looks really whack and like corny, and like, like I've seen it all before. But when you actually look into what she's saying and doing and putting out there in this kind of like generic, like you've seen it before format, it's really remarkable. And she's like quintupled her audience in like six months. Mm. Like she went from having like a couple hundred followers to now like thousands and her engagement is fucking wild. Like she has, she'll have a post with like 300 likes on it and she'll have 69 comments. Oh, wow. Like, really disproportionate engagement from people, um, which is what helps grow platforms is when they see engagements. Like, they don't care about, they don't care about likes on the, in the algorithm. It's a small part of it. They want to see shares, um, comments, like, all these different things. So, for you, for Death Comes Lifting, like, doing things that generate comments and sharing is how you get out there, basically. And um, yeah, dude. So that's cool. I should talk to her uh, more, or you know, again. She's, yeah, dude, uh, she's, she's, she's great. She was actually the person that sparked the uh, idea for just like you imagined um, a couple days ago. I was talking to her on the phone while I was on LSD, and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Hey, I need your help with a project," and I was like, "Cool." what is it? And she goes, I want you to make a video 
um, that will go in line with this poem that I wrote. And I was like, done. I'm way into that. And uh, she, um, she asked me to listen to it. And as I was listening to it, I could visualize what it would look like and how I would do it. And then I was like, do I just put this on my own YouTube channel? Why would I put it on like Wyatt Haggerty's YouTube channel? Wouldn't I rather put it on like a channel that's more than just me, like that it's its own entity? And uh, yeah, and but yeah, so me connecting with her, she's a fucking alien, I swear to God. <laughs> like she's, yeah, just, I don't know. She, we were doing, we were doing ketamine in a ceremonial fashion. It's hard to do ketamine in a ceremonial fashion, but I've heard you can, <laughs> but I've heard, I've heard about it when you're just ripping spoonfuls of it on a bean bag, like yeah, it's kind of, no, yeah, it's, we, we did set an intention at first, but it quickly became just doing the most ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> she dude, she was watching me go through, uh, I said something that to her alluded to, oh, I was talking about what it looked like being fired from on it. And um, I was talking through that process and she said that she saw that I was avoiding something by the way I was talking about that subject. And then like three hours later, she, heard me mention something a little bit more like there was an underlying issue in all of the things that I was talking about throughout that that night and just the state that we were in she finally she said that for hours she was waiting for me to say something that would indicate to her that I was open to digging into the thing that I was avoiding feeling and talking about and as soon as I said that thing, she sat up and got in front of me and was like, okay, are you ready to go for it now? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, I think that you have some issues about parental figures and money and things that you need to work through in order to be successful in this new path. And I was like, holy shit, how did you put that together? And she was like, well, about three hours ago, the way that you were talking about your business and your new path and not having stability anymore made me think that you had some sort of like parental like authority figure issues that led to you feeling bad about how much money you make and that you're limiting yourself by thinking in these terms and that you actually can be more successful if you heal this emotional trauma. And I was just like, oh, ah, hey, <laughs> how did you see me <laughs> like that? Austin, Texas, baby. I don't know what else to say. She just... And I was like, you waited. I want to talk to her. I, I mean, hey, man. A king, a king doesn't look away. No, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. But the fact that she waited three hours <laughs> to do that. She means she knows what she's doing. She's like a shark or like a crocodile just sitting on the edge of the, <laughs> the riverbank for days just on waiting. The, right on the Nile. <laughs> park, parked on the Nile. Yeah. Lurching. What's that guy's name? Giorgio Sukalos. Giorgio Sukalos, the aliens guy. No, no, no. The drummer of Nile. 
Uh, I wish Giorgio Sukulis. We should start that rumor. Uh, he, he, Giorgio Sukulis is a, aliens. Uh, the yeah. dropper of Nile was George Kalias. Okay, so two Greek guys. Yeah. In, yeah, related to Egypt in some sort of way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah you're good. You're on, you're, yeah, they're the same person. Nile. Alex Jones, what's up? <laughs> Did I send you that picture the other day of that screenshot from Prisoners? Yes. Of uh, yeah, Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. Alex Jones has the IQ of a 10 year old. <laughs> Straight up. I haven't I, listened to anything Alex Jones said in quite a while, but I've always found, found him funny. Dude, the um, conspiracy communities are uh, saying that he's a shill. No way, really? Yeah, they're turning against Alex Jones. He's out. It was only a, a matter of time. Right? I mean, I, I, my intuition is to believe them. I believe Alex Jones. I don't. I don't believe anybody that says I'm part of this. I'm part of the conspiracy community. I don't like you. You're not. We're we're not the same people. It's the no. truther community. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't no, know anything. I feel you, but the um, the point the point is is that uh, people that independently look into things say that Alex Jones, who points out all of the shills, that he's actually a shill. That he is. Probably. He's in opposition. He's, he has a brand. He has his thing that he's probably just, you know, looking for stuff to fulfill. Well, so I, someone that seems pretty intelligent broke it down. And like for months, dude, I completely avoided all of the conspiracy theory stuff and then somehow got sucked back into it again That's because of the coronavirus stuff. Like, I started, like, re-reading. Right, it's me. It's my fault. I told you. <laughs> Tell me more about how the internet makes viruses to kill you. What? I don't know. Yeah. Well, 5G. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Whatever. Yo, but hold on, hold on, hold on. What about 6G? Fuck, man. I don't know. You That's just, it. Where do exactly. you go from there? Hey, come on. It's just like, <laughs> imagine you're having a conversation with someone who's like getting really passionate and like fucked up about something and you're just like, but what about 6G? What if when we're, when we're at 9G and are ready to go to 10, is it going to be like Y2K all over again? Because they don't know how to handle like the two digit before the G type of thing we get to 10g like the the world actually starts to vibrate incorrectly like the crust we just have earthquakes every day yeah what do you think i wonder if humans are capable of building a machine that emits such a frequency that is in it's in such drastic opposition to the frequency of the earth that it would just cause earthquakes and volcanoes and hurricanes and shit until we explode and the earth just dies. What are you doing for Easter? <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to make this roast for the people. Didn't you uh, just make it? I bought two. Oh, okay. So I'm going to eat this one tonight. Three pounds of meat. That's you? That's carnivore? Are you back on the carnivore, or what's no, going I on? Chocolate. I had chocolate today. Don't fucking eat chocolate anymore. Don't do it. I, I'm having coffee with uh, a creamer in it. <laughs> okay. 
That's not carnivore. But you don't have to be carnivore, just eat better. True. Um, so what I've done is I've stopped buying candy and ice cream. So that's out. Good. Okay, that's a start. That's good. Um, my you never con- used to be this way. What is huh? it with the can- You never used to be the candy and ice cream kind of cat. Well, uh, not recently, happened, anyway. What happened was um, Austin uh, convinced me that ice cream was okay, and it is okay. in moderation. Sure. Where he's the he's the dude that I look to with any him and Kyle. Kyle Kingsbury or the people that like if they tell me something about health I will consider it like same with you like if I if you are talking about some shit because I don't really know that much I I will be like okay I'm gonna deeply consider this and for Kyle it was snooze for a guy that is so dialed in and so healthy to be like snooze is fine I'm like man man snooze is fine I'm gonna just eat I'm just gonna have tobacco all the time which, by the way, I quit on Sunday. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, and then Austin being like, ice cream is okay. I'm like, all right, cool. What he means by that is like two scoops of ice cream once a week is fine. No big deal. Yeah. The way that I took that was ice cream and movies every day. Pine a day, baby. Yeah, pine a day keeps the doctor in your house. <laughs> Rich Piana said that. He ate what? Ben and Jerry's a day when he was getting big. When you're on that much testosterone, nothing that you say matters. <laughs> Rest and in peace is all I'm saying. Dude, I want the second coming of Rich Piana. I don't care about Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you doing for Easter? Um, Rich Piana. I'm hanging out with Rich Piana. I'm going to watch Rich Piana videos and try to get big in my room in the crypt. No, I think uh, on Easter, I'm just going to really like intentionally spend time with the people that I love that I what do you have there oh it's my grip trainer I said I was trying to get big in the crypt with Rich Piana it's my grip <laughs> grip Piana yeah Sounds like an alien trying to squeeze it yeah yeah no I'm gonna do the same my sisters are coming over and it's just gonna be a chill chill time put a place dude, to do. you not care about kids I fuck fucking hate kids dude it's all good now I love kids Love, yeah. I love my kids. Uh, yeah, we bought Doom on her PlayStation. and uh, Oh, dude, I got it too. Dude, it's fucking sweet. I have a great time. I heard yeah. people don't like it though, and I don't care what people say. But I'm not a professional. I'm not like a gamer. Like, I can't like critique a game. I'm like, ah, that's cool. I want to kill. What are, they, what are they saying they don't like about it? I don't know. It's, I don't. I just saw like uh, I honestly I didn't even take the time to read the review. It's like despite despite its glaring flaws, Doom. What's it even called? What's the Doom? Uh, Eternal. Eternal. Doom. I was going to say Doom Extermination. Doom. <laughs> Doom Eternal uh, proves to be a really fun installment in the franchise. Where I'm like, whatever. It's fucking awesome. Because you go to a castle in this one. Is that why they don't like it? I guess you- it's fucking rad though. I have a great time with it. Yeah. And. Uh, I want to get the remake of Resident Evil 3, but at the same time, Resident Evil 2 is so good. So Is uh, 3 the one with Nemesis? Yeah, it just came out like two days ago or whatever. But yeah. This reminds me a lot of... Uh, yeah, I've seen the... There's a meme comparing him and someone else that they look alike, and it's kind of funny. I don't know, but yeah. 
I like Doom. We've been playing Doom. Well, I haven't been, but sisters are doing well. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing great. They're getting Good. old. They're like they're liking not having school. PA shut down schools for the rest of the year. To, like the other day, I don't know if Texas followed suit or you heard anything about schools, but I don't yeah, know about schools. But yeah, PA no more school for the rest of the year. Less school shootings. Probably be like a couple less school shootings. Yeah, that's one good way to look at it. <laughs> shooting at home. You can still go to the school if you want to. <laughs> There's a person waiting there, like we're gonna shoot you if you come yeah. here. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I, I think I would hate that. I think I would hate doing cyber school for that long or like online school. Oh yeah, yeah. No, because they don't have the infrastructure set up. Yeah. Probably most places don't. So yeah. they. Some colleges would. They'd have an easy time transitioning. But I bet a lot of big, a lot of like high schools don't have that shit and they're just winging it and like they're, Bethel you Park. know, yeah, dude. Do you remember when Bethel Park was in the news for running a simulated school shooting drill? Yeah. Where they had a cop walk around shooting blanks? Yeah. Awesome? I don't think they did it. I know that it was proposed. It was proposed. I don't and know if they did it either, but hey, it was on the I wouldn't front be surprised. Page. I remember somebody was reading Reddit and they were like, holy shit, someone's gonna, uh, <laughs> someone, they're gonna, so, someone's doing a live shooter drill at a school <laughs> and they showed me it and I was like, Bethel Park High School? No. <laughs> but yes, at the same time. <laughs> I like, yeah, I get it. But I was like, my high school made the news for, they made the front page of Reddit because they were going to pretend to shoot kids. <laughs> I mean, hey, it might be a good idea. Who knows? That's why I'm not in charge. Yeah, I mean, what if it is? But um, my counter argument to that would be that um, exposure therapy only works in certain cases. True. I'm not, I'm not, prepared. I'm not prepared to argue with you there, bro we both just said some things that we like we know on some base level but we also know don't mean anything exposure therapy well dude but like think about that like what the exchange was that we just had i was like true exposure therapy only works in some cases and you were like true i feel like most things only work in some cases even that we we're not we're talking about nothing right now but we're talking about everything. We're just rationally thinking about it. Dude, my dog is giving me that look like he's about to kill me. <laughs> That's sweet, cause uh, we've been at this for two and a half hours, and I got to go make dinner. And I love you, buddy. It's oh wow. Yep, we got on here at like three. Yeah, I got to. Uh, got this project I'm working on. I can't talk about. But I got to get to. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Uh... I'm gonna call you on Easter though. Yeah. Off wanna, podcast conversation. No, just for a second, just to say what's up and I love you. Do you wanna do you wanna FaceTime everybody at dinner when we're eating Easter dinner together? Yeah, I will. I would like that. Dude, how about you zoom Easter dinner with us? I'll zoom Easter dinner with you. Dude, that would be awesome. You can it'll be me, Eric, Christian, Brooklyn, and maybe Christian's girlfriend. Maybe Eric's girlfriend. Eric has a girlfriend now. That's great. I would yeah. love to hear more about it. I think she, I can make that happen. She's a lawyer. Hmm? She's a lawyer. <laughs> I thought you said she has a wiener. <laughs> 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 Godspeed. Uh, Got you. Uh, that would be 
hysterical. That'd be great if he had like a trick. Not if he was dating like a woman with a wiener. It would just be hysterical to tell people that he yeah. was dating a woman with a wiener. I think it's. I, I think to just be like, hey, uh, what's anything new with you? Oh, I'm just enjoying quarantine. Eric has a girlfriend. She has a wiener. And like always, like defaulting to that, like it would just going be, right to it right off the bat. Well, this has been this it's has awesome. been man. yeah. It's it's this nice. is better because like, so this is what we do when we talk. Anyway, we most likely would have had the exact same conversation for two and a half hours. Maybe not the exact, but it was pretty fucking close. And every time we talk on the phone for this long, we're always like, "Fuck, we should just record this." Yeah, so this is cool. So if we just yeah. want to do this from now on and then you can just put these out to like inform or entertain people, I think that's a cool idea. I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I love what you're doing. I love just like you imagine, honestly, it's like the best thing that you've brought to me with what you're doing that I'm like fully behind with brother energy. I just, all it was, was I just Trojan horsed my, like, whimsical spiritual quest that I'm on. I yeah. just Trojan horsed that to you with a Nine Inch Nails reference. That's you really did, but it, it's, it sunk in, and it's, it's very you, and that's what everybody needs. It's a project and a career, that, whatever you want to call it, that's very them, that is feasible. Yeah. You, you, you have the pieces in place, and I cannot wait to see where it will be in six months. Dude, well, fucking just like you imagined could be like an artist name mm -hmm. the same way that like between the buried and me is a counting crows lyric mm -hmm. that they turned into a band check that out bring me the horizon is a pirates of the caribbean line is it it is it's the last line in the first movie oh wow Interesting. Yeah. He turns, he gets his ship and everything, and, you know, they're setting up for the sequel, and he's like, bring me that horizon. Sweet. Well, my next project's going to be, I ain't got time horizon. to be. Like, bring it to me. I will go on the adventure, that land far, far away, off in the distance. I will bring it to me. I think it's cool. That is cool. I like the movie more, probably more than I like the band, but I didn't know that, so I like them better now, so thank you. Yeah, well, uh, it, dude, the first Pirates of the Caribbean is like, fucking awesome yeah the second one's pretty fucking good too after that eh. yeah the third one was pretty good all right, right. i mean but like after the third one for sure the fourth one's, no wait hold on so my my uh i call her my former partner i don't call her my ex because i don't think that's fair it makes me it makes me feel like i like cut her out of my life but she's still my good friend oh but, cool, man yeah my my former partner katie um, she sent me something on Instagram the other day, like, uh, I think it was something to do. I don't know if she was wearing my shirt or so. I feel like a dick for forgetting, but it was something to do with. Okay. No, she's, she's dope. She's a, a really good person. Yeah. And I was like, happy to still be in touch with her. Yeah. But she, uh, she was obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, she said the fourth one is like low key, like one of the hitters in the series. All right, I could revisit it. You know, we have time now to watch movies. Yeah, she said, like, look, because it's about the Fountain of Youth. Apparently, it's like... It's yeah, like Penelope Cruz is in it. Yeah, and she's like Blackbeard's daughter. Yeah. That sounds That's, like a porno. Blackbeard's daughter. With Penelope Cruz. <laughs> with Penelope Cruz. She's... Coronavirus has been hard on the movie industry, so all movie stars are porn stars now. Good. 
before they're all in prison. Ooh. Yeah. Have you seen pictures of Ellen DeGeneres' ankle bracelet? No. People think that Ellen DeGeneres is on house arrest. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it's weird because, like, it's really fucking weird because it's, like, just her specifically. <laughs> but they're like, they're like, look at the ankle bracelet. And it's, like, this video of her. And when she moves, her sweatpants get caught at this, like, perfect, like, cube shape. And you it know looks what, like dude? Good for her if she is. I hope Ellen DeGeneres is on house arrest. But then that means that she's like a fucking criminal. And then there's going to, whatever the story is that she's, why, you know what I mean? Like I'm it's, into it. Whatever happened, I like it. Do it. Yeah. It's fine. The theory is that she's a pedophile, but. I mean, hey, they, they, they brought Harvey down, dude. So. They what I'm saying is like, it can't only be Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, exactly. So. And everyone has to know about it. Yeah, we can't get into that right now. I love you so much. Do you want, do you want to? Do you want to just, we'll just do the, hey, hey, man, do you want to do this real quick? You want to just like. <laughs> can we just get into it? You just want to get into this real Hunker quick? Hunker down with me, son. Follow the white rabbit. Follow no, the white rabbit. I think um, if we could leave people, do you want to leave people with like a really positive, yeah. you know, constructive, something constructive? Absolutely. What's your, what's your favorite quote recently? Oh, I have to, that's, I'm on the spot now. I'm going to say something stupid. Say a quote. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, that quote that I said from that book, the autobiography of a yogi, then die. Yeah. Because it's right here. Uh-huh. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I would say all doors are open for you. It is now or never. But sir, I said in dismay, what do I know about public speaking? Seldom have I given a lecture, and never in English. English or no English. Your words are yoga. Check that out. I just opened a book and read something from it, and that's what happened. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's, that's what being connected to the Tao is, you know? Like, you just do it. Like, you were, if you're on the correct path, you will just find the, the thing, you know? Don't think, the feel, and be water, my friend. That is some old school Bruce Lee philosophy that never gets old. Yeah, I love that one. I, uh, this is, dude, okay, I have three. I'm going to leave you with three quotes that Please really do. The Holy Trinity, Easter Trinity quotes. Okay, so these are all, two of them are things, I don't think they're original thoughts, but they're things that came to me. Okay. Like, I don't, I'm not. Nothing I, is an original thought. Yeah, because it all exists in the ether. So, like. Right you just connect to the collective unconscious and bring something forward that's profound. Right. Um, yeah, so I can't like take credit for any of this, um, but two of them, I, two of them were the revelation that I had when I was sitting in my suffering, you know, like that King energy thing we talked about. Yeah. And then another one was just something Eric said when he was stoned the other night and it was just like, what? <laughs> What did you just say? It was like a, a God moment thing that he said. So the first one. Give them to me. Was uh, the pain of betrayal is more comfortable than the unfamiliar territory of trust for a wounded mind. That was what came to me whenever I was sitting in my frantic state of feeling like I was unworthy of my woman's love and that I was a loser and that she was going to cheat on me or something like that. And then I was like, wait, is it actually scarier to my nervous system to trust her than it is to be betrayed again? 
is that whoa that's fucked up so like that speaks to like the normalcy of wounds and um how people would rather sit in the familiar familiar territory of their pain and trauma than change it and go the other way um damn and i'm like i do lsd and watch scooby-doo well i'm dude there i do too okay like i was i was doing mushrooms and watching dr sleep you know like but that's fucking that's biblical too that's a biblical (laughs) scooby scooby is great i don't don't get me started i'm just saying yeah i mean i'm just making fun of myself man i'm just it's just just no big deal just keep going (laughs) Well, if you want, okay, so this is, this is wild. My notes section on my phone is chaos right now. I completely agree. Dude, okay, then this is what Eric said the other, the other day. He said, what if synchronicity is when your higher self dreams about you? God damn, dude. That's such an Eric Godsey thing to say when you're stoned. I know, but it was like, I like got it. I was like, oh, it was like getting a power up in a video game. I was like, yes. (laughs) Like I imagined the color blue whenever, I imagined like the way like Sub-Zero has like the glowy blueness, you know what I mean? I imagined like that, but like around like our beings in that moment, like that we got like a power up by realizing that. Um, So that was cool. But then- I had this thought last night where I was like at 1.50 in the morning while I was listening to that song on, on repeat, I was like, God damn it. Like, I just want to be free. I just want to be free of all of this fear and all of this like uncertainty and all of this pain, like whatever it is that's like holding me where I am. Like, I just want to be free. And I heard no shit like Keith David's voice, <laughs> like, like I'm the arbiter from fucking Halo 3, like the, Keith David <laughs> Respect. came forward and he said, in my mind, you will know what it's like to be free when you decide to be free. I love that. And I was I like, I was like, ah, and like had this like really intense moment of revelation of like yo is it that simple is it the decision to be free what ultimately frees us and like that that decision brings you to the next the next step you know like of course there's still work and a process to undergo but you have to choose like you could have been you could have been there years ago but you didn't decide all the dude so like even if you're doing the practice, that's a really good one. It is. It's fucking dope. Keith David, shout out the Arbiter from Halo Two. He came up right there. The Arbiter. Um, Cream. Yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> it it makes a lot of sense where it's like people that do all the right stuff, but they don't seem to make any progress. Like they eat well, they go to the yoga class, they read the autobiography of the yogi, like. Why do they not feel any better? Why do they still feel like they're in the same place? It could be that they haven't made the decision to free themselves yet. That could be true with like just about anything. You have to believe it first before you do it. Yeah, I mean, even diet, right? Like, got to make that initial, initial leap and belief in your head. You know. Yeah. Because everything else can be just a hey, nothing. 
Yeah. And I but see it in you right now. You're doing it. Yeah. You have, you have the belief. Uh, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you have a scorpion headband on and just the background of, I like, you have a good Skype background for, or Zoom, Zoom call background for podcasts. I, I do. And this was, that was just by accident because that's just how it looks. I could be probably against any wall and it would work. So I just got lucky. I didn't plan this. But that's, that's the it factor. That's, that's the, the thing. <laughs> because yeah. that's like, you can't, if you and I were to be like, let's design the dopest looking podcast background, it would look stupid. Yes. If we like rearranged all the stuff in your room and we're like, we're going to put it in the way that we think would look cool. It would not, it would just be like, all right, sweet. Yep, just threw it up, man. It's the crypt. It's, if you throw things into the crypt, they will come back and, you know, do yourself a favor. Well, do yourself a favor. You what? know what I mean. <laughs> All right, dog. This has been a pleasure. It has been a, beyond a pleasure. I don't even know. Is there a word? Is there a word for it? Probably not. Uh, it's uh, a it's mom- always a momentary divine gift. It literally is every time. Yeah. Thank you. Agreed. I love you, brother energy. I'll call you on Easter. Throwing lightning bolts at you right now. (laughs) What did you say? Brother electrolyte? Brother electrolyte. (laughs) Caloric (laughs) expenditure heat. Oh, that was so good. Uh, My my boy's over here bringing the caloric expenditure. (laughs) (laughs) How many megajoules is this moment worth? (laughs) About this one. My branch chain amigo acid. That's you. I'm gonna fucking that's it, dude. My BCAA. <laughs> My branch chain amigo acid. I think Eric's gonna jump off a building when he hears that. Yeah, tell him I tell him I said he's he's that. A branch chain amigo acid. My boys, my branch chain amigo acids build muscle. You know what I mean? We make it together. It's all about the ratio. Three to one to two. <sighs> Leucine, valine, isoleucine. That's it. Uh, okay. Everyone listen to me. I'm credible. I know what that means. Yeah. No, yeah. you do, though. That's the thing. That's the thing. But, like, fuck uh, it. I fucking <laughs> love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> My branch chain amigo acid. Took us three hours, but we got there, man. Yep. That's it. It was worth it for this it one was. moment. You should, in the intro, be like, stick around for the end. For yeah. sure. Listen to the entire thing. It's worth your time. <laughs> For some secrets. You got it, buddy. All right, brother. I love you. I'll see you soon. I love you. Talk to you soon. Easter. Happy Happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. Happy Good Flexorcist Friday from Pazuzu. Yeah, Captain Howdy. It's actually Jesus. I'm leaving. Love you. All right, bye. Love you. Bye.